From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. It is a question I have been asking here on Sports Talk with Jock for the last three weeks, ever since I had Kyle Schufelt, Olympic gold medalist, on the program. And he and I both believe that Alberta Health and the Alberta government is screwed up. You know, they have put sport, fitness, and recreation in phase three of the Alberta relaunch. They, they have lumped, you know, sport, fitness, and recreation in with nightclubs, festivals, and major sporting events. And, of course, the, the sport groups in this city, in this province, need to come together and get that message out that this is wrong. And, and could we see some changes? Well, as a matter of fact, tonight there was a virtual town hall taking place, facilitated by Dr. Dina Hinshaw, our sport minister here in Alberta. Well, uh, she has sport in her portfolio. She's actually the Minister of Culture, Multiculturalism, and the Status of Women, uh, women, excuse me, Leela Ahir. And, and you also had the Minister of Economic Development, Trade, and Tourism, Tanya Fair, also on this virtual town hall call. And, and I wanted to, to just get an overview of what was happening on this call today. And it's a real pleasure tonight on Sports Talk with Jock to be joined by an Olympian, former director of U.S. Speed Skating and the Olympic Oval, now the co-owner and founder of Alien Inline. I'm talking about my good friend Mark Greenwall. Mark, welcome. How are you? Hey, Jock. I'm doing well. Okay, Alien Inline. For those that don't know what Alien Inline is, what is Alien Inline? Well, we've been operating uh, for about 25 years here in, uh, based out of Calgary, and uh, we teach skating, basically using inline skates in physical education programs uh, all over the place, from uh, Alberta, uh, top of the province, all the way down to the border and, and left to right, and also uh, British Columbia and Saskatchewan. And we reach probably 325 schools, about 100,000 kids a year. Okay. So, ca- ca- you know, can you relaunch safely under under the current guidelines if, if you had to or if you, if you could? Well, we can't right now because about uh, 95% of our uh, programs are actually in the schools, right. and schools, of course, are closed. So we're pretty much 100% shutdown right now we're hoping to get some summer camps in this summer as uh, that opens up okay uh, but summer camps right now are limited right yeah they're limited uh, i believe 10 is the cap and the real challenge with that is um you know if you try to run a summer camp and and you've got to limit to 10 participants you have to have two instructors because you know if somebody gets sick or there's a problem you, they can't leave the kids right so with two instructors you're limited to eight kids in a summer camp and to try to make uh, make the uh, camp uh, feasible, it's really tough with that few of kids. The math does not work. I certainly understand that. I, I know you wanted to get that question in, you know, on the town hall tonight. Uh, they didn't have time for it. They, they did extend it. It went for a long time, went for like 90 minutes tonight. Uh, give me an overview. Did, 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 did What was your sense of the virtual town hall? Well, they, they, they popped around quite a bit to different, uh, which was kind of nice that they talked about a lot of different sports. I mean, they actually went from uh, auto racing to uh, uh, dance, uh, fitness centers, um, uh, what else, uh, rec-, rec ice hockey, uh, arenas and sports fields, okay. bowling was in there. So um, they really had a diverse, uh, you know, and got the discussion around to answer questions for everybody. But, you know, again, trying to please everybody, and sometimes you kind of can't get to the things that 
you know, please anybody, right? So, that's <laughs> well, exactly right. So, so it did bounce around a little bit. Addressed, you know, a lot of the issues that that sports groups and sport uh, facilitators are are looking at uh, right now. Uh, d- was there any conclusion, or was this just a Q and A Q&A information session? Well, it was. It they they did a, a kind of a summary at the beginning, and so they talked a little bit about you know that there is a strong case for. Uh, a variety of sport activities and, and, and gym, gyms and gymnasiums uh, to be considered to open in phase two, but they didn't yeah. make any promises. Uh, it sounds like things are still in the works, so they're still talking it through, and I, my guess is that's going to continue right up to the announcement. Um, they acknowledged, you know, the with COVID, the public health concerns, uh, the shutdown in the economy are some big considerations of theirs, and then, of course, you know, the, the global situation with energy and what we faced here in the province in the last five years or so of economic downturn prior. So everyone's been hit really hard. And I think they wanted to let people know that they acknowledge that. Um, if I had to summarize, though, I picked, I wrote a couple things down. I mean, it's tough for them. The permutations of the sports that are trying to get up and going are so unique. I mean, everybody has a different situation. Everybody has a different space. There's shared equipment concerns. There's uh, team sports. There's contact concerns. You know, so that was uh, something I pulled out of it. It's really hard to make a, you know, my number two was one size doesn't fit all. I mean, it's really hard to do a blanket across the board for every sport. Um, and then the one last interesting thing I noted was, uh, you know, w- will there be any help for some of these uh, smaller groups? Now, you know, we're not necessarily uh, looking to get on the government dime or anything, but I mean, when the government tells you, orders you essentially to shut down and you can't run your business, what do you do? You know, it's really tough. I do get it that one size does not fit all. Uh, but but I think if you're a sport group, a sport organization, e- even your question on summer camps, if you can prove a- and provide a safe return to play or return to train protocol, that you should be included in, in phase two. Uh, would you agree with that? I, I would. I think what they've, what they've said, and, and we t- I took this from the call too, is, you know, look at our information, look what's up on, I think it's the biz... Uh, what is it now? Government BizZone, uh, BizConnect was their, their site to look on. But I think what's challenging is, you know, you have to remember that uh, in all the different varieties of sport, you know, people might be a great instructor in Taekwondo or they might be a great instructor in inline skating or hockey or whatnot. But that doesn't make them uh, a great individual to write down policies and protocols regarding COVID, right? right. So yeah. if there was more to help, I think, people craft some of these things and make sure that they're going to come up with um, you know, competent uh, procedures, and then they're going to abide by them, you know, that, that would help. I think uh, instead of just having everybody say, well, just read this and try to come up with something that's going to work, a little more leading by hand might help. I, I know you're a business owner now. Your business has been shut down because of COVID, but you, you were also a former high-performance athlete, a, a, an Olympian. And, and, yeah. and I'd, I'd like your thoughts, you know, about, you know, should, should there be a, a different protocol in place for our high-performance athletes to get back training? Hey, if you're a marathon runner, I get it. You can go for a run. It's okay. But the facility-based athletes, they're the ones that, that are in the most trouble. Was, was that discussed at all, or is this more from the, uh, uh, from the local sport angle? You know, the last question uh, that was considered was about competitive sports from uh, – gentleman in Oldsville and uh, basically was, you know, was that going to happen in stage two or stage three? Um, the comment was that it's being considered and they recognize the uniqueness of uh, the situation with pro athletes and competitive athletes. And essentially it was kind of the boilerplate at the end. It's being looked at and the final decisions will happen next week, which was, you know, fair enough. I mean, there was a lot of that, that, you know, just did sound like they were considering it. If, 
you ask my opinion, and I've had this discussion with, with our mutual good friend, Jacques Thibault, a lot of countries in the world, what they're doing is they're um, putting their high-performance athlete training teams into bubbles. And what I mean by bubble is a zone where you, when you come in, you uh, are separated from the group, you quarantine for 14 days, and then you can move into the group once you, you prove you're not ill and, and start your training, and, and then you stay with them. So right. your food's brought in. You're essentially isolated, but at least you're allowed to train, right? If you leave and you go out, you have to go through the 14-day um, uh, quarantine protocol right. again before you come in. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say, I mean, I, I mean to be critical of anybody, but I think that sports, uh, sorry, countries that are able to do that are going to have a better chance to come down the road here with some of these competitions because right. they can maintain their training, as, as you know. I, so. I, I certainly think that's the case. So, so just in summary and, and in closing, uh, you got the sense that, that they are looking and, and they are trying to be a little more proactive and maybe just not lumping everything into phase three. So we, we could see some, some revised guidelines uh, next week. Yeah, there, there were some questions that I thought were good ones. Um, there were some hotels that came on and said, hey, what about our pool, our fitness area? Uh, there were some multi-sport centers uh, from different towns in the province that came on and said, hey, we've got a, a gymnasium, a fitness center, and a pool, and how's that going to work for us? And it sounds like uh, whether you like the answers to the questions or not, <laughs> they're going to be answered next week. Okay. So, um, okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Mark, uh, you know, g- good luck with the Alien Inline. Uh, hopefully you can get your business back up and running. I know uh, if schools get back in in the, in the fall, maybe that's a, that's a good thing for Alien Inline, hopefully with your summer camps as well. And uh, I always appreciate your insight, my friend. So uh, you take, uh, take, take care and uh, be well. Thanks, Jeff. Take care of yourself. You betcha. Mark Greenwell, Olympian, former director of U.S. Speed Skating. He was also the executive director at the Olympic Oval here in Calgary as well. Now owns uh, Alien Inline, the founder of Alien Inline. As you said, a business that's been around for about 25 years. All right, we're going to take our final time out. When we come back, a sport that is up and running is golf. Of course, you can play golf if you want to play some some competitive golf. That's okay, too, because the championship season is on. Kevin Smith from Alberta Golf will join us when we come back. This is 770 CHQR.